What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Baseball voicemail episode. We got some calls. Padres and White Sox are hot. Right now, it's Jake and Trev. Scary. Let's do it. What is going on, everybody? Is that Jake? You know it. You know it is. Right now, it's Jake, Trev, and Big Baby. Don't turn baby. it off. Don't turn it off, please. Keep it going. Big Baby David behind the dish. John Boy should be joining us late. We'll see. He, uh, We're full disclosure here. He's on a call with uh, some lawyers. So hopefully he's not going to jail. We'll find out. No, we're all good. He'll probably hop in a little bit. But uh, Trev, they kind of, what is this? This is like the, the, the baseball coaches, all the coaches are out. Self-run yeah. practice? I kind of like that. It's kind of nice. Let me write the lineup. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to manage and play. Love it. Did uh did the Twins ever do like fun days like that? Last game of the season, get a little funky, have some fun out there? It happened quite often with us because usually <laughs> we were out of the race come <laughs> the end of September, but yeah, man, we had some fun, you know, getting guys to play different positions. Kind of like what we're doing here. The hosts yeah. Talking baseball. Jake Story Alley. God, so nervous. Never been this nervous in my life. Big Baby David, are you okay? I know you've got some nerves over there. A little bit. First time I have to be in charge of the Bluetooth stuff. Oh, so. man. Hitting some extra buttons today. Okay. Well, How about the day we've had already? And how about the day we've had so far? Scheduling yeah. issues. Link issues. And now lawyer issues. We're... We're probably done as a company. And would you look at this as we're about to get into the voice, the first voicemail brought to you by Roosevelt's. We're live in the Roosevelt studio, RSVLTS. The great John Bino has returned to his chair. We almost got there, Trev. The Usually I would say that's a good thing. Some some law and order is coming. But today, the way Jim's been acting, yeah. I think this might just go... Off the rails. This is kind of like the inmates were running the prison, <laughs> and then they let the Joker in. He's he's on yeah. one today. Well, hello. Well, hello, everyone. Muted my mic. Just kicking me off. Anyway, how's everyone doing? Great. Great. You didn't even get to a voicemail yet? We, uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Uh, we played scared for a minute. Now we're here. So if you're ready... Let's just go straight into it. I got him, BBD. Yeah, but I'm Bring us back, to Jim. Oh, okay. You play the voicemail then. Hi, guys. It's Liam. I'm phoning from Falkirk, Scotland. I'm a big Mets fan. I just wanted to give a quick call and say, you know, great work, guys. I love everything you do, including, you know, your talk, uh, your laugh in the past. And I just wanted to ask, how come no one's talking about DeGrom? Like, I understand... Yeah, the next stiffness, but, you know, he's hitting over 100 now on the gun, and he's still as dominant as ever. Do you guys reckon he'll win the third Cy Young, like, back to back to back? So, take care, guys. Be safe. Bye. All right. Well, this guy DM'd me and said he loved our stuff, and he said, I called in. I hope BBD uses it. I'm from Scotland. And I said, well, BBD's got to use that if you're from Scotland. What was his name? I'm going to listen to the name again. Oh, you have it. Sorry. Hi, guys. It's... Liam, I'm phoning from Falkirk, Scotland. Liam. Liam. 
It's a great point, Liam. But it's also DeGrom is so good, and sometimes so good pitchers can get boring when their so goodness is like a speck of gold in a pile of shit. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, there's that speck of gold. Well, it's still there. Mm. We haven't got it out of the shit pile yet? Nah. Okay. What's the shit pile here? The Metsy Mets. Ah. Like DeGrom's pitching today. He'll probably strike out 10 and go seven innings and give up one earned run, and the Mets will win. Maybe. Maybe, and then they're bad again. It's, uh, you know what it's like? Trout. Yeah, trout is a good example, too. It's like sunsets. Like, okay. you see sunsets online, a bunch of pictures, highlights, if you will, and you're like, oh, it's a sunset. You see it in I'm person. A I'm a sunset. Oh, okay. I like that. See it in person. It's a little different. If you saw DeGrom in person, you'd be like, oh, my God, obviously there's Jacob DeGrom. But you just keep seeing the same thing over and over again. It's beautiful. But, man, I don't know. You just get fatigued, I guess. He's, you have DeGrom fatigue. He's so, he's so good. I'm not fatigued. It's just like it's, it's trout in a way. It's, uh, he's better than everyone he faces, and I want to see him in the playoffs. But yes. we won't. And that uh, I think that was it the original Cy Young year where they just couldn't win games and it was the big controversy a pitcher not winning games could win the Cy Young blah 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 I don't know it's just uh, it's just become kind of unfortunate the Mets lost both ends of a doubleheader yesterday to the Marlins so now Degrom's out there to try to salvage the series if they don't get it which they very well could and it's not on Degrom. Like, you know, the Mets season is falling apart. Like, there's no reason to be excited about the Mets right now, and that falls on DeGrom. I'm looking at his Cy Young year. He had 10 wins. Yeah. And then, and then 11. And then 11. Also, I don't know if this is an ad for baseball reference or it's against them. Using baseball reference when you don't pay for it is the biggest headache. They've put too many ads. Mm. It's unusable, and it makes me so mad. And they log me out sometimes, and it pisses me off. So there's a little side rant. DeGrom's so good. I mean, he hasn't had an ERA over three since 2017. I mean, last, last 69 starts, BBD. Nice. 2-0-4 ERA. That's pretty 2-0-4. That's nuts. That's over the past three seasons now. It has gotten boring that it's so good, unless... He was on a playoff team, and we'd say, this is incredible. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, or they were winning. Teams. Like Cole with the Astros last year, he won 16 in a row. It was like, holy shit. Like, you know. They went to the World Series. Game seven. Rob Dobson said something rude in the patron chat. No. Mm. He said, uh, pitchers are irrelevant until they crack imaginary beers after Ooh. giving up four runs. Rob Dobson. What are you talking about? I don't know who he's talking about. Mm. but uh, Boomer Wells. Yeah. Good question. Why doesn't DeGrom get more love? I think he got two years of, like, the most love you can give a pitcher. And then you kind of – we all just kind of sank in our seats and was like, okay, well, he's going to keep doing that. Is he kind of, like, good-looking too, right? He is. He's got, like, good hair. Not bad-looking. And he's in New York. And, yeah, it's like – he. Should, you guys he, would know better than I do. Like, how is he in New York? He's obviously heralded, but, like – He needs to either be a little hotter or a little uglier. Mm. I don't think he is, like, star, star, like, commercial on Billboard star. 
which I think he could and should be. He probably doesn't want to. Nobody in baseball is. That's the problem. Judges. But David Ross has a I'm saying Jim like Bean judges commercial. all over billboards right Why now. Why does David Ross have commercials and DeGrom doesn't? Because David Ross wants to market himself. Two yeah. time two times. He, hired a, good, he had a good marketing firm. Coolest thing about DeGrom is he started as a shortstop. Yes. I love like the catchers converting shortstop. Shortstop converting is awesome. You think you're a better shortstop than him? Yeah, I mean, I made it to the show. Yeah. Defensively. Yeah, I made it to the show. What if DeGrom's really good at short? He just couldn't hit. I don't judge the bushes, bro. It's not who I am. You know, I'm a baseball snob. I don't judge the bushes, bro. It's a good quote, Trev. I like that quote. Show him your shirt, Trev. I told you. I told Trev, you, Jake. Trev broed out for me today. What's the shirt? You got the Trojans hat. What's the shirt you got on? Sa, dude. Nice. Trojan hat. It's a, I, it? I needed to change my vibe up from this morning. I was getting to, uh, <clears throat> I think I was like a little angry, Trev, this morning. So I broke mm. out. Is Sa, dude, from uh, Simi Valley, boys, Jimmy Tatro and that gang? Didn't I think start? one of the guys had it before. One of the guys that's actually on the show had it. That's what I'm saying. Was, he started it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we I met guess. Jimmy Tatro. He had a he huge did. apple right in our face, size of Jake's head. What's the, the next voicemail? It's a big apple. Hey, it's James in Minnesota, originally from the UK. And I'm just wondering about player development. Um, I was looking at the Twins 60-man roster, and I saw that those not on the 40-man, there's only about six on the 25. And I just wonder if we're actually at risk of kind of having a bit of a lost generation in baseball who have lost this whole year of development time. I don't know whether anyone not on that alternate training site roster is going to be at the spring training sites or whether even not playing regular baseball can even develop you in that way. Be interesting to see what all you guys have to say. Um, Jake Sox. Peace. I mean, what's going on? Are we just global? Are we a global yeah. podcast? We got people on the other side of the pond I like knowing really that like Jake that sucks. I really liked his question. Where and was this guy from? He's from Minnesota. Hey, it's James in Minnesota, originally well, from the UK. And in Minnesota. Not, not from, from Minnesota. Mm. Uh, we did a, a whole long episode on this when they were contracting the minor leagues, and we talked about this at length, and then... You know, over the course when we were when we were a labor dispute pod, we gave a lot of time to this. But you know, um, that was a long that was six months ago or so now. So, so yes, there is lost development. Like it doesn't just hit major leagues. It's not that we don't have double A and triple A and single A. We also don't have kids playing college baseball. We don't have we didn't have kids playing their senior year of high school. They didn't get drafted to go to the minor leagues. The JUCOs may have tons of guys now. So, and it, it, But it's also not baseball. It's just kind of sports in general. Uh, the professional level of baseball is different, but when you take it to the youth level, that's like everywhere. Whole world took off sports for a little bit. Um, well, my cousin's playing now. The minor leagues get hit bad, and it's it sucks. Like, I don't know. Have we even heard stories from, like, minor leaguers? Like, I got guys right. reaching out to me wanting to hit. You know, they don't have a lot of options here. I mean, your options are to find a facility and work out and hit in the cage. 
you'll probably find live ABs um, on a backfield somewhere. If you have a buddy that's trying to throw bullpens, you can stand in. All that stuff, but you can't replicate, you know, the four or five hundred plate appearances these guys are going to miss. And you need that. You you need a set amount of plate appearances for most people. And I've heard that number 2,000, 2,500, something like that. Obviously, there's guys that get to the big leagues faster without that, but it's going to be tough. So during the break, Jake, we heard about Cressy's underground baseball league with Scherzer and Stanton. Was Giolito there? I forget. There was a lot of guys there. Um and, and they played underground games. They organized games. They played against each other. Do you think there's somewhere, like in L.A., all these minor league guys? But, like, I'm saying, like, organized, organized. Like, uh, Team Blue versus Team Red today. No. Team Blue's won the last four. I, I wouldn't say that organized. I mean, I think... Better names, I think probably. baseball players are finding a way to get together, like Trev was saying. If you, if you got one guy that can throw and one guy that likes to swing the bat, I mean, you got something. So I think there's a lot of that going on. And the other thing is, uh, you know, life gives you apples. Shum up your butt. But there's all of these training facilities now in places like that where, hey, if you're a guy and unfortunately, like, this probably links into, you know, baseball's problem with integrating better. But there's a lot of these facilities now where you can you can still go in and pay to hit and they can, you know, Get your bat speed, get your exit velo. You know, guys can still train hard and get better. Like it's it's not like there's just going to be a missing generation of ball players. At some point, some guys are going to get older and younger guys are going to come up. And I just think it's opportunity for dudes. Like, go get it. At some point, we're going to be playing baseball again. And you know, either get your velo up if you're a pitcher, work on your spin rate. You know, throw into the barn, carry wood style. You know, so I I don't know. I I think there's opportunities out there. It sucks. I mean. Again, we we always jump to Yankees prospects. A guy we've heard about forever is Estevan Florial. So supposed to be super toolsy, you know, a five five tool talent. Hasn't been able to play a lot of minor league games due to injury. He's 22-23 now. He's at the 60 man site. I mean, is he getting better every day playing those 60 man site games? I I don't even know. So I I don't know. I just think it's it kind of becomes a personal thing. How hard are you going to train? What are you going to work on getting better? And then after all this is done, you know, eventually you do have to do it in a game. I, 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 if I was in this position, I would try to find as many live ABs as I could. They're probably hard to come by. There's definitely some sort of organized groups getting together um, at these different facilities. There's a big one. It used to be the IMG facility in Florida. I don't, I think Boris might Inc? even own it now. And um, so there's definitely that stuff going on. What, what's really interesting, and, and you kind of brought this up, Jake, um, was that guys are going to be in the lab. And we have all sorts of new technology and trains of thoughts on these processes, these training processes, especially with hitting. Um, what we're going to see next year is a test for all these guys because they're making a ton of money right now. Everyone's watching what these guys are doing. Well, you're going to be in the lab for that long. People are going to go do it, get comfortable with it in the cage. But then guess what? You got to go to the games. So when games do resume, it's going to be like, okay, let's see if this works. Because everybody's going to be doing stuff like this. And we'll see if it works. So this is a big opportunity for these guys. And if they, if they end up winning out and stuff works, 
we'll see an even quicker progression into that type of training for baseball. But if it doesn't, I think a lot of people will be justified. It's also affecting trades right now. You think the minor leagues are just going to suck? Like everyone's going to come back next year and all these like, like all the draft pricks that like, you know, all the draft picks that just got drafted or, or like drafted out that all the scouts are just going to be ripping them. These guys we drafted last year suck. I think you're, I I think think, bat to ball guys will do well. You're, Mm. you're just going to say, I think you're going to see crazy fluctuation from all that. You're going to hear about the fifth round pick who, Locked himself in his basement, and all he did was lift and try to throw the ball harder. And now he, now he hits a hunch easy. And then you're gonna hear, you know, the top prospect who had too many Doritos, and now he doesn't look so hot. You know what you're gonna hear? You know what you're gonna hear? You're gonna hear the guy. They ask him, "How'd you get your swing? You know, how'd you keep it steady and all that stuff?" And they're like, "Well, my brother what? played some ball. He couldn't throw hard. He started pitching to me all summer." By the end of the summer, he was hitting 90 on the gun. Now that guy's get signed. I started watching. A lot watching, of workout partners going to get signed. Started watching okay. Sequence with Trevor Plouffe. Now I know how hitters and pitchers think better. Help me elevate my game. Mm-hmm. Throw, the, throw the ball on the roof of the garage. It rolls down. Yeah. It hits the gutter. Flips up a tiny bit. And then a little practice swing. Artie Lang style. Yeah. You want to know what's funny about that is that Joe Maurer in his basement had a contraption just like that called the Joe Maurer Quick Swing. They invented it as kids and ended up turning it into a hitting tool. Well, Artie Lang invented that on the movie Beer League. So, <laughs> so and which one was a so better hitter, Trev? So, yeah. <laughs> All right, next voicemail. Hey, John Boy. Uh, calling in here from Washington State, big Mariners fan. Um, feels like Kyle Lewis is having a good year. I don't know how much this will last for. He just seems to strike out a little bit. But one guy I'm excited about is uh, Dylan Moore. Seems to hit the ball hard. He's putting up a decent little season for himself, and no one's really talking about him. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Jake, aren't you always talking about Dylan Moore? I'm all, I can't stop talking about Dylan Moore. Unfortunately, it looks like he went to the IL with a sprained wrist. Oh, yeah, he's um, fine, though. About a week ago, so sorry about that. Sorry if that call brings up some bad memories. I'll talk some Seattle for a little bit. Right in, As of right now, they have the second longest win streak in baseball. Their team record still is pretty bad, but I saw Trev, your guy, J.P. Crawford, whenever we talk about them, he had a big game the other day. What is the win streak? I think four. four. Okay. It's four. So, yeah, okay. I mean, nothing That's, crazy. When but you hey, say second long, you, know, you, you, dressed, you buttered that up oh, pretty Yeah, nicely. you got to dress it up, baby. That's all Daddy does. Uh, Kyle Lewis has absolutely been raking. Don't get mad at strikeouts. It's not 1974. Kyle Lewis is doing <laughs> literally everything else. So be excited about Kyle Lewis. And this is what we were telling you about this year. Like, yes, you're not calling up uh, Kellenick and Julio Rodriguez, who's their number one prospect. They called up Evan White, who's the guy they paid before he played. He got off to a brutal start. I think he's starting to fight back a little bit. But I, I think the other bright spot is Austin Nola. Aaron Nola's big bro, who didn't get the call till last year. He's been playing really well. He's kind of locked down the catcher spot for them. He can also play everywhere else. So Kyle Lewis looks like a future piece, and that's what was part of this season. So is J.P. Crawford. Austin Nola feels like the, the feel-good story. Sorry that... You called probably before Dylan Moore got hurt. Demo. What's Kyle Yo, Lewis's story? 
You know how is I know it, Kyle Lewis is good? His Go numbers? His stats? Yes, his numbers, but also because people are buying his baseball cards at a rapid Ooh. pace. Mm. That's kind of how I do a prospect watch nowadays. I would tune into Phil's polls and mm. see who people are buying. Add. Phil's got Kyle a video. Lewis is a guy. He's got a video coming out soon, so just be on the lookout for that. <laughs> he just tweeted it. Kyle Lewis is 24 years old. What's his story? He went to Mercer College. He's 25. First round pick. Well, he's baseball reference says he's 24. Did he just have a birthday? July 13th. 44 days ago. July 13th. So that this counts as his 24th year. It's 24. Season. Baseball reference has a weird cutoff. It's day. a weird system. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Leading the league in runs, leading the league in batting average, and leading the league in on base. So it's not like he's just swinging and it's getting in play. Like he's he has an approach at the plate. Former first-round pick. Get excited about him. I have something to say. Sure. And it's going to build off what you said earlier. Okay. To the caller, sorry we're not talking about Dylan Moore. He got hurt. Yeah. And we're just going to focus on this. Take that strikeouts line out of your sentence when you describe Kyle Lewis. He's leading the league on base percentage. Who fucking cares about strikeouts? If those were singles, if those were ground outs to second, would you really care that differently? He's leading the league in on base percentage. And he's a center fielder. Like, that's sexy. It sucks that that he's coming with a, well, but he is striking. Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Take that out and just brag about him. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next voicemail. Get Austin Nola to the Phillies so he can – so hey Aaron guys, Nola can throw to him? Yes. I'm a Cubs fan from Texas, uh, but I actually had a proposed trade. I want to know where Clevenger's going to go if he does go somewhere. Nowhere. I don't think that he would go to the Yankees because I think the Indians have a chance to contend now and that they wouldn't get the contender. So what do you guys think about Atlanta since they need some starting rotation help? Maybe like Clevenger for... Ozuna and get a bat in for Cleveland since they need some offensive firepower. Ozuna's on an expiring contract. Just curious, but love the show, guys. Jake sucks. I'm a Jake also, and I also suck. (laughs) Solidarity. (laughs) All right, so Clev gets called back up. Um, I think he's the biggest name being talked about traded that won't get traded, but who knows? I, I've been wrong before, and I don't really speak from a place of authority, but here are my thoughts. Clev's got two more years, 2021 and 2022. I don't see them trading him, them trading him in the middle of the year. If they want to part with him uh, uh, this offseason, he is going to get one of your top prospects. The Yankees' top prospect is probably Clark Schmidt, well, besides the Martian, like almost ready to play. They're not going to trade for need. They're going to trade for top prospect. Like if they trade Clevenger, they're looking at all the ones and twos from every team that's offering pieces and making sure they get back a top one or two prospect from that league. So I don't think the Yankees have enough to offer for Clev. Uh, he would bring back a haul. In my Is opinion. he like... Is he being talked about as being traded? Like, what's Only the by, reasoning here? Dude, because this is... It's it's hot because of Bauer last year, and the Indians, you know, can... can 
they're one of the few teams that have a strength of pitching. So they can essentially trade from a strong position, not have to play pay Clev and have someone like Tristan McKenzie or Plesac or someone like that fill the void and then potentially get more affordable talent. So that's uh, yeah, that's I mean, where the rumors They're just from. paying him in arbitration, so like it's a fi- almost a fixed kind of raise, especially this year. And then you have two more years of control. It just doesn't seem like the opportune time to trade him anyway. I agree. Clevenger's like, really even, good. His last, like another year or two. Or like his, you know. Yeah. He's really good. His last three years, 2017 to 2019, he has a 153 ERA plus and 296 ERA. Three years combined. 74 starts. 296. Clev's real good. I will say this. He's going to get a haul if you get him for two seasons. If they don't like him, like if there's something in the within the organization, they're like, "Nah, man. Like we don't we don't like it." Then, I, then yeah. But they I would think st- that was kind of what happened with Bauer a little bit. You know, obviously his he was expiring. His you know he's going to be a free agent, but obviously the infamous throw in Kansas City. I think he was traded what a couple days after that. Yeah, I mean, deadline was around there. But, I mean, the return's just going to be big. If they want to move them, the return would have to be big. And I don't think they're going to trade for needs. They're just going to trade for what's the best value we can get. And I, I, there is, you know, there is an idea around it. Because, I mean, again, it goes back to the Cleveland Indians. Bieber, Carrasco, Savali, Plesak, Plutko, they called up McKenzie. Like, again, they could still fill out a rotation without Clev. So if they could get impact talent now, because right now the infield stacked, the outfield is weak. They sent down our guy Mercado. He he was struggling. So right now some of their outfield offensive stats are are bad. So if you could get a couple impact ready-to-go outfielders, you know, lengthen your lineup, you still got the rotation parts, there's a world where it makes sense. I don't know. But I, I think the other thing that's funny that's spinning through my head is we, earlier today, we gave the Indians a little bit of credit for calling Clev up before his free agency would extend. If he gets traded, I believe if he goes to another team, they don't have to activate him for 10 days, which would that delay his service no, time? No, you would still get that service time, but they have the option to right. uh, option Send him, him down. Which would be hilarious. Welcome to the squad. <laughs> See you in five days. Holy but he, even yeah, then. Mean, he has the options, so yeah. If, yeah. I mean, it, so. That's something right there. I don't know. That, to answer the voicemail, I don't know the top prospects around the league. I don't know who the Braves minor leaguers are. Like, you know, and if if they're better than what the Yankees, like the Yankees, I don't think can afford them. I don't think their system's deep enough or good enough right now. Honestly, I kind of like the idea of the Indians trading him for a bat and then bringing in, like, another outfield bat and Pilar and then just going for it. Why don't they just get bring Puig back? Yeah. Like he hasn't played, year. man. He hasn't fucking played, dude. Trev. Born to play, Trev. Born to play. I Wild believe horse. I believe that, man, but these guys, they want to go. I guess you can, they know they're going to be in the playoffs, so give them 15 games. But Imagine if you did a Puig or Pilar poll to, like, baseball Twitter. Would it come back 90 10? 
Well, like dude, would, pol- would the Indi- I know, I know. That's yeah. just I'm saying the joke of that would be fan voting, but <laughs> yeah. Won't they trade for Pilar and JBJ? And then they, they want some offense. Yeah. No, no Pilar, they don't Pilar's want offense. Well. They want offense. They don't want offense. Okay. <laughs> no one does. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, Pilar so- doing? Is he? I know he's playing well in center, but he was hitting some. No, yeah, Wasn't pl- he an under on the pre uh, he's, he's, the preseason um, show this year? He is hitting at the 100 OPS plus though. He's perfectly league average. What was his What was his line? I forget. I forget. We got to go back and check yeah. all that stuff. I had Moose at 255. I know that, and I think he's under that. He'll get going. I think they said Pilar was going to hit 270, and I was like, he's never done that. Yeah. So yeah. he's at 265 right now. And Moose is hitting 200. On now, Moose. Come on, I'm Moose. I had Goldschmidt. He's hitting 344. Not a big deal. Nice. You had him as what? I think it was like 275. Yeah, it was. was. Some of those were really bad. It was Pilar over under 270. So it's the under. And and everyone's saying he's hitting really well. Yeah, he's been still the under. He had a hot start. It's a fishy line. Fishy. It's a lot of fishy lines. Swimming the ocean. Hey, guys. My name is Jonathan. I'm calling out of. Ventura, California. I'm a Dodgers fan. My question to you guys is, uh, with it being the short season and all, and, you know, they're doing the divisions where West only sees West and Central only sees Central, when it comes to playoffs, how big of a deal or big of a factor is it going to be that some of these teams have not seen each other at all because they have not been able to, you know, play other divisions and such. So I don't know if that's a big deal, a big factor or not. And, uh, yeah. Thanks. Let me know. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for calling from Ventura. First place you ever dropped acid, Trev? Mm. I've taken mushrooms close to Ventura. Oxnard is the neighboring town. So that was Ox- fun. What? <laughs> Oxnard? <laughs> okay. I like Ventura. It's a great place. Me too. Uh, this is a great question. I, I Trev, I, I throw it to you. Yeah. Uh, my guess is it would help pitchers like good pitchers facing a lineup that hasn't seen them yet this season but i mean what what how does this work for you you're i think it's exactly how you said i was going to kind of keep that uh to myself until playoffs came around sprinkled some bets around the league but the pitching staffs i feel like are going to be at a complete advantage come playoff time i mean if you see Degrom once probably going to have a tough time with them but if you've seen him four or five times like you got a chance mm. so at least I you think, have that confidence stepping into the box like oh i've seen this guy a lot you know i mean just i mean that's just kind of common sense if you think about stepping in a box you, you haven't seen what this guy's shape is you know what how his pitches are breaking that speed is it getting on you all of that and yet so. the yankees opened up with three homers against ian anderson yesterday wow <laughs> game happens in a few minutes um, do you think, okay, playing off of that ploof, could you see, because I first jumped to the specialty guys you see in a series, like if you've got a guy that comes in for lefties or righties, you know, by, by the time game five, six, seven rolls around, you, you've seen them, they're relievers, they're kind of one trick ponies. But I, I then jumped to like young guys, like, uh, if you've seen a veteran pitcher before, even if it's not this season, say it's Tanaka, I don't know. Um, but then you come up against a young guy who's had a solid year, but your team's never seen him. I don't know. You only get one game. It could be a three-game set to start the year. So is that something? I have no idea. 
I think it's that's situational. You know, it depends who the veteran is or who the rookie is. I do think we'll see an influx of young guys in the bullpen. And that kind of happens in the playoffs quite a bit. Um, but I think that to your point, yeah, like, you know, if you haven't seen someone, you're going to be at a disadvantage. So you get these guys up there here that are young, just throwing cheese. I mean, look at Tristan McKenzie coming up. Mm. That guy looks like a difference maker. All arms and legs. He just absolutely gassed up Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. I know it's two, or 2020 Miguel, but still. Like, it's... How tall is Tristan McKenzie? 6'5"? Plays taller. Limbs. Mm. Yeah. What's the next voicemail? Hey, this is Matt calling from Michigan. Uh, Detroit Tigers fan here. I don't know if you saw, but... Uh, my Tigers just beat the Cleveland Indians for the first time since April 2019. So uh, I was just calling to see uh, who you guys think our World Series MVP is going to be when we take home the trophy this year. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, Austin Romine, next question. Do not sleep. Tigers MVP of the World Series. Don't sleep on them. Who's the, MV- who's the MVP of the team right now? Jacoby Jones. There's been Spen- some good pitching performances. Spencer Turnbull with the yeah. highest war, technically. Scope in second place. Scope. Always liked that guy. You did. Yeah. Okay. He's had a couple big years, man. I mean, dude, 2017 in Baltimore, 32 homers, 841 OPS. Yes. A little behind-the-scenes info on Scope. He signed one of those deals where he got upfront payment for a portion of his future earnings. Not many people – I mean, people did it, but not many people do that anymore. So it's kind of an interesting little company. So he's not earning a lot of what he's making. How about that? Uh, yeah, similar batters, according Public to Baseball knowledge. Reference, Earl Williams Ooh. and Rafned Odor. Mm. Tough, tough comp. The Baseball Reference page, Jake said this the other day, but like with all the Tigers wearing turtlenecks and hats, and it's just like a row of faces, yeah. it's real. Like it, it seems like some trick mirror shit. Go to the Tigers baseball reference page and just look at all those faces just looking at you. Just so different. They're all kind of the same, but different. We That's all like came the from the thing. same organisms, man. Well, it depends on what you believe. Do What's they the have question? the worst uniforms in Ooh. Major League Baseball? Jim's a traditionalist. No. And the no. Marlins might. Those Marlins uniforms are really bad, but... What are the Diamondbacks wearing these days? They're always in. Yeah, those are pretty bad. Too. They're always in contention for worst uniforms. It's the belt IMO. loops. We've talked about the belt loops before with Detroit, and then yeah, the mock turtle in the picture. I don't know, man. Diamondbacks aren't awful. I hate that it says D backs. Hate they're the Diamondbacks. Hate. Hate. Uh, I use that word pretty loosely. I like the Tigers uniforms. I don't like their away uniforms. Mm. That's as boring as it gets. Do you have a least favorite, like off the top of your head? Jake does. 
My brain doesn't interpret stuff like that, so no. <laughs> like, I just see a uniform. The Marlins uniforms, I think, now that I've given it some thought, are probably the worst. Well, according to InsideHook.com, mm. they've ranked, they have a definitive ranking of all the uniforms, and they have the Cardinals as the one, which I like the Cardinals I, I disagree with. Because once you notice, no. once you notice that the C kind of looks like a snake that the bird Birds. is holding in his claws, it's all you can see. And then once you notice that the birds are far more separate than they should be, if you focus on the birds and the C, it becomes a weird uniform. So I'm out on that. A's, I like the A's uniforms. Cubs, I like the Phillies. Dodgers, they have the Tigers as six, Trev, and this is inside Oof. hook, and that's official. Oof. I kind of like the Marlins. They have the Marlins as the worst. Yeah, but they, Jake, I, I that agree. is a uniform you'd like, right? Why like, would, do you even know this? The, what's their colors? Tell me what I their colors that, are. I, I think that's bad, but I think that you would like it. That's clean. What are their colors? White, orange, and some sort of aqua teal. The one also. I'm looking at is white jersey. <laughs> Blue letters with a like a pink slash blue outline on the letters and numbers. It's just not good. Hashtag fire emojis. Inside hook, I agree with them. They have the the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. It's twenty five and twenty six. I don't inside hook. I don't like those. The either. Rockies are pretty bad. It's too. all the new teams. Rockies are bad uniforms. They're bad. What's uniforms. a new, what's a new team you like? The Rays whites. I like those. And the uh, Rays. Rays, white pants, baby blue tops. I like those. I don't mind the Rangers' new stuff. It's kind of grown on me. Still classic. Padres were always gross. Now they're better. I like the new Brewers logo, uh, unis. We need a purple and gold in the big leagues. We don't have a purple and gold. Mm. Uh, what's the next voicemail? What's up, John Boy J? Trev, BBD. So I just saw the video of Trevor Bauer chugging a fake beer after he made that strikeout, that pass Sonny Gray or whatever. It got me me thinking, like, he's been doing all these crazy, like these cool celebrations, you know, like the Conor McGregor thing. And um, you think baseball will ever get to like a like a player first instead of a team first mentality? Like I know a couple years back when football changed it to where they can do group celebrations. Now they have like rankings on which team has the best celebration. It's a cool thing to see. You know, I know a few years ago, like, each team has their own thing. Like, the Yankees had the thumbs down thing a few years ago, and the Nats had, like, the little baby shark last year. But, like, I want to see more, like, individual, like, player-celebrated celebrations. Do you think baseball will ever get there? All right. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. A lot of thoughts running through my head. Mm. This is kind of what we stumbled upon, but this caller gave it better words is I think that is what Bauer's doing. He's creating Trevor Bauer fans. He's not creating Reds fans, which is fine. But that's not what I like in players. So I said this, if he was a Yankee and he did the beer chug thing and then lost the game and the team lost, like as a Yankee fan, I'd much rather, I'd be much more mad than happy for Trevor Bauer. But maybe it's a good thing that He's creating fans of individual players because baseball doesn't have that. So those are all my thoughts. 
Trev, you you played the game. Yeah, I think uh, I don't have a problem with what he's doing, honestly. Uh, you know my take on it. Just continue to do it. You know, if that's your thing, let it be your thing. But, you know, when things aren't going your way, like, continue. Because then it's kind of a bad look. I also think that unlike other sports, and I guess football is – you can't dominate. One player can. I mean, I feel like Lamar Jackson dominated. Patrick Mahomes can dominate a football game. You can't dominate a baseball game or a baseball season with one player. We've seen that with Mike Trout, Jacob deGrom. You know, so I'm all I'm all for the celebrations. I don't think it'll become mainstream anytime soon, but uh, as we adopt the bat flips and stuff like that, we I'm sure there's some rankings out there of those. I think it'll move on to other defensive plays, strikeouts, stuff like that. And as long as you're doing them for you and not directing them right at somebody and it's not personal, I'm okay with it. I think it's fun. I think team team stuff has already kind of gotten there. Like, if you're a baseball team this year, week one, you're figuring out what's our thing. And That's I been think, around forever. Yeah, and I you almost yeah. need it as the energy to get through the season. Every time you get a hit, do something fun. And, you know, mm. I, I think that stuff can spread when it's good. I mean, the, the Texas Rangers antler thing, like that, they went nuts with that. That was cool. fun. Uh, I think they did antlers a couple years they before both. that. They both. Did. I like yeah. the claw. That was fun. Claw's always good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we see stuff in the dugouts. The Padres are dancing this year. Even the old men nationals, you know, were getting weird with it in the dugout, which was a good time. So I think you're seeing more of that. What about this one? Yeah. Well, I, closures have had them forever. That's what I'm saying. I think we need more individual stuff. The, we were talking on here earlier this week about how Tim Anderson has that cool backpedal home run thing. Mm-hmm. Like, more guys should have their own thing. Sammy Sosa's Even top. if it's... Like running a little silly around the bases, but think that starts getting into the unwritten rule stuff. Like, did he just do a silly run between <laughs> second and third? I'm gonna put one in his ear. Maybe throw a baseball up there too. So I I don't know. We, Who's we, that? We just need more. Uh, we need more guys doing stuff. The Yankees have started to do it more with guys running around third. Giancarlo takes the football handoff if he hits a home run. Judge does the gavel. Judge does a gavel. Like guys should have more of that stuff. Like have your individual so shuffle in the chat. Things said. you do. Like you know, make your own brand. Yeah, I like that. They're Fine. they're yeah they're around the league. I think. Bowers Soto just shuffle. been much more vocal about them and and brands them and markets it. As much as he can, so that's Wolf why his is kind of coming out and being like, uh, "This is the this is the one." Wolf Babe got it. This the cross was Brian Wilson. Yeah. Uh, so closers have had it forever. The shooting into thing. Do you remember when? Um, was that Rodney? I think it was Rodney. Yeah. He would shoot it into the sky, and then remember the Johnny Gomes hit like a home run off him, and he un unloaded the quiver. Remember, like all the arrows like, that were in that thing. Great. I was like. That was cool. That's great content. Mar- Mariano used to just boringly shake Posada's hand after every single out- close. Have a boring signature. And We're fine Posada with that. Posada had a signature handshake. All fingers spread. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Just, yeah. So, okay, we answered it. Have fun. Yeah. One, like more, one more call. How many calls do we have left? This is the last one. Good. Two minutes away from game time. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Uh, just want to say Jake sucks. Hell yeah. uh, this is Zach from Dallas. Um, I am a Seattle Mariners fan. It's a kind of a funny story. But anyways, uh, this question is actually for Trevor. I'm kind of curious what it's like being a high school uh, draft choice 
you know, uh, being here in Texas, you have a lot of high school athletes who are getting visited by all the college recruiters, and sometimes the school will make it a big deal, and, and uh, especially when a head coach comes to visit that player. I'm kind of curious to know, uh, were any scouts actually visiting you at school, uh, anybody involved in those uh, pro organizations? Uh, just kind of how did the process go while you were uh, physically still in high school, not summer ball with your travel team, just a- actually during the school year? Thanks, guys, and uh, go M's, but I-, I-, I say that with some sadness, if I'm being honest. Well, they have the second longest winning streak in all of baseball. They so. do. One, two, I uh, don't get why you're just asking Trevor this question, but I will let you answer, Trev, because this guy wants you. Three, I think this guy's trying to become a recruiter and wants to know how he does it. There's some kid in his Texas town that's just awesome. He's like, how do I? I want to be this guy's agent. All right, I, mean, like, I, I honestly don't even know where to start. Look, like obviously, what's it's a lot it like being right a hot shot, mm. sucking face in oh. the school hallways, hitting home runs, drum queen, yeah. Oh, bag of money to go to USC. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I I have a u- unique perspective on this, I guess, because I really was. I'm not trying to like tout whatever. I was one of the higher recruited guys in my draft class because people thought I was going to go to college like I was kind of like at the end of the first round I told people I wasn't going to go unless I went in the first round so a lot of colleges thought I was going to actually go to college so I became a top target for them so I I had Stanford come down I had USC come down and they had coaches at all my games and same thing with scouts you know I had Billy Bean rolling the games you know a lot of cross checkers teams they were interested in drafting me so it was a it was a lot, but, you know, I think the main thing, if you're talking about a player perspective here, is just, like, don't focus on it. As much as you try to, like, just do your do your thing and try to win games for your team and, like. What was the dumbest selling point you had? Like, not on the field at all. Like, in, uh, in Friday Night Lights, mm. the fictional town, they're trying to recruit Smash Williams, and the guy from Michigan goes, you ever play football in the snow? Oh, you got to. And it's like, dude, that's not going to That's not gonna no. make him choose Michigan. Bad sell. So what's the worst sell or, like, the dumbest, most irrelevant sell you got? I mean, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't do a great job with, like, the whole recruiting thing. I should have went on five trips, Miami, LSU, all the fun places. But I knew I wanted to go to USC or Stanford. So um, I signed with USC, and then I took a trip. I had a great time on that trip, but. Um, I didn't do it right, man. I'm kind of the wrong guy to be asking. So you were just you. you. You basically came down to baseball and good education, or baseball and party, and you went baseball and party. Funny story. Um, yeah, those are my two choices. Trojans were my first day. Uh, Stanford's my second day. Uh, but my brother said the same thing. He's like, "Look, what are you going to school for?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Really? What are you going to school for?" So I wanted to go to school to play baseball. And he's like, "Then you have your answer." Like, don't go and have to deal with all that shit at Stanford. Like, go play baseball where it's probably more of a focus at USC than it is for Stanford, obviously, because it's, it's tough, man. Academia. Yeah. Yeah. Booty USC's not a slouch school, but it's not fucking Stanford. Academia, my favorite. Nuts. University of Spoiled Children. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't have a better answer for that. I really wasn't. It was, you know. I mean, I can make something up. Kind of cut and dry. 
Used to I had a lot of fucking to, people at my games. I used to shove it up. You know, I was uh, really good. I used to go on uh, lunch break during senior year. We'd drive to the Carl's Jr. and I'd open up my trunk to put my bag of fries in there, and there was just a bag of money. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Why are you putting your fries in the from trunk? USC. My mom didn't want it to smell. Did you want the car to smell like fries? So I always put the Monopoly fries money. in the bag of in the trunk. Love playing Monopoly. Yeah. I didn't play the game right. I should have got a bag of money. You kind of did, Trev. It worked out. First round Well, pick. not from USC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some recruiting They money. were handing out stuff back those days. I mm-hmm. could have came up. Meet the rap booster. Yeah. Me and Reggie could have just been hanging out at some Hollywood Hills Seriously. Home. Would you have been, like, in there during that time? I think so. That was a pretty fun time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was really, that was a huge selling point for me. Their base, their football team is so freaking good. Um, and while you're a recruit, you get on-field passes. And I was, like, literally going to all the games just, like, on the field during that time. Carson Palmer time. Any any uh, any baseball players from that, like, USC team go to the bigs that you would have been teammates with? Uh, Lucas Duda, actually, yeah. He ended up going to USC, and then he's, you know, he had a long career in the, in the show. And I'm trying to think of who – else not a lot of guys mm. not that cool. i can think of off the top of my head cool all right i think that's all last voicemail we're done thank you guys very much for calling appreciate you love you we'll see you friday on the series recap go the ball tune into the pregame shows monday through friday they're their own entity in the podcast app and they're live on periscope and facebook and YouTube, and they're yep. a lot of fun. Know who I think was a USA USC guy around that time? A talking baseball favorite, Tommy Malone. Tommy Mill one, yes, you're right. Totally forgot about that. I'm sorry, Tommy. I feel like I diss Tommy all the time. All the time. Yeah, <laughs> I really like, love Tommy the show too. Is like, a I constant, really love that guy. It's a constant diss track. Huh? Ian Kennedy too. Oh, you would have been teammates with Ian Kennedy. Ooh, yeah. Ian Kennedy. It's a long time ago, man. 2004. It's fucking 16 years ago. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Outro music starts playing now. We, we start whispering goodbye. See ya.